Hello and welcome to number two podcast, the second episode. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming back. And I hopefully that you've listened to the other podcasts and you've started to build up a relationship with my voice and, and grateful for you coming back. Okay, so today I want you to consider overthinking. Overthinking is something that I've experienced and I would say probably... 99% of the population that I've come across have been dealing with overthinking in a negative way. Now, you all know by now that I'm a fitness professional, and that means I work with people day in, day out. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I think PT, strength and conditioning, a lot of the session is all about the psychology of the individual, not necessarily the physical. Um, the physical is the easy bit to change. The the psychological bit is the hard bit. And overthinking comes up a lot. In fact, I've had this conversation this morning already with a client. Uh, I'm not going to go into details, but we did discuss basically what I'm about to speak to you about now. Now, overthinking is very common. Now, I could have spent more time on this podcast planning. But if I overthink it, then where do you end? Yeah, I want to keep these podcasts for about half an hour at the moment. So I could have overthought this a lot more and put in a lot more planning. Easily, easily. Now, the first thing I want you to remember is that I'm not a doctor, guys, okay? Um, I'm not a GP. I do have relevant qualifications. However, I wouldn't want you to um, just use this as your therapy. Please, if you do need anything, get in touch with the relevant people, GP, counsellor, etc. Okay, I am just drawing on my own experiences and my own um, research, shall we say. Okay, so overthinking then. There's a minefield of things where to start. But um, I think the, the, the prominent place is that it's, Overthinking is usually down to a fear of something happening. It's usually a fear of something that you have, whether it's other people's thoughts that you might be thinking, that they're thinking about you. So let's say you're in the gym, and I'm just going to use that as an example, and you're thinking that that person over there on that treadmill is laughing at you inside. Yeah, they're thinking, oh, my God, what is she wearing? Or, really, you you come in here in this gym, you shouldn't be here. And you're thinking that. You're thinking that that person is thinking those thoughts. Yeah, when you say it out loud, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. You're assuming that individual's thoughts just because, well, they're maybe looking in your direction. I mean, that is crazy, isn't it? We don't walk around with speech bubbles, do we? So how can you possibly know, unless they vocalise their thoughts, how can you know what that person's thinking? And if you put that into your day-to-day -day life, how many times do you think that person is thinking something about you? It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy that you'd think that. But it becomes a spiral of, oh my God, maybe it's this top. Oh my God, maybe people don't like my hair. What happens if they don't like this? Well, he's thinking this. Oh, my God. And you've lost it. I mean, you've lost half a day just thinking about that, which is crazy. You can't assume what people are thinking. There's no way. You just cannot read people's minds. In the same way that you can't predict the future. 
So you might have a fear of something happening. It might be that you fear that you're going to crash your car. It might be a fear that you, uh, your child is going to be taken poorly or die on you. You know, you can't predict the future. You can't assume the worst all the time. When does the worst always happen to you? It doesn't, does it really? It's very rare that something bad happens. It's very rare that the things that you think actually happen. So let's say you, I don't know, you want to go down the motorway to go and visit your friends and they're 70 miles away. You might start overthinking that the car might crash or somebody crashes into you. And before you know it, you've overthought it for 20 minutes or so and you don't go. So you're missing out. And even though, when was the last time you crashed your car? When was the last time somebody crashed into you? Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? It's You shouldn't predict the future. Well, you can't predict the future, should I say. You can't predict the future. And if you're afraid of something happening that's maybe a mistake on your behalf, well, that's how we learn. Oh, I have made some big clangers. I have made some serious big mistakes in my life. But do you know what? I don't make them twice. <laughs> You know, you learn by mistakes. That's how we grow as an individual. That's how we grow strength. That's how we grow character. Um, anything, any mistake that you make, oh, God knows, just learn from it. Just don't do it again. Um, and don't be afraid of something happening like that. If you if you fail or make a mistake, then it's no big deal, is it? I mean, Christ, unless you didn't kill anyone, Um Unless your mistake didn't have an impact on somebody's well-being and life. Okay, you drop the paint down the stairs. Well, next time, put the lid on it before you carry it down. Or make sure you move all the rugs out of the way. Who knows? Whatever. And yes, I have dropped the paint down the stairs before. <clears throat> anyway, you only do it once. So that fear of something happening or the fear of the future or the fear of somebody's thoughts. You need to seriously scrap that because just, you know. You can't predict and you can't assume. Okay, now if you're anything like me, high standards get in the way. Now I had, well, I still have, but I used to have ridiculously high standards and it used to cripple me. It used to cripple me. Um, I mean, all sorts of things. Now I still have the same thought process, but it's just a bit calmer. So don't get me wrong, I still come back from a bootcamp class or a PT session or um a spin class and i'll still ask myself how can i how can i do it better how can i improve and i think that that's a good evolutionary professional manner to have i want to improve i want to be the best that i can be i want to be i want to build the best brand you know that's that's one of the things that i'm good at i suppose however it did get very crippling I did get to the point where it was just taking over my life. My standards were far too high and I'd get angry. I'd get annoyed. Um, I'd overthink things massively, massively. And it caused a lot of problems, uh, arguments, that sort of thing. And yeah, I had to take action on that one. My standards were too high and they probably still are a little bit. But um, again, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm maybe I'm doing well in the industry. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, maybe you need to lower your standards a little bit. Sometimes they're your standards, they're your state of perception. So you need to work on that and lower them. And at the end of the day, if you, for some reason the standards aren't met, 
it's no major big deal. Is it? Again, nobody's died. Nobody's um, life hopefully has become uh, impaired by that. And I don't know, let's say um, you're just putting the beans in the cupboard just because they don't all go in the right way or the right order doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, that was another one. Anyway, um, and, you know, that comes back to kind of like prioritising, I think. You know, it's all right in having high standards, but you do need to do things in the right order. So um, having, I don't know, the beans the right way round wasn't necessarily the right order when I should have been answering that email that was important, that had a big yellow flag on it or whatever. Um I don't know, just if you've got too many things going off at the same time, then you you need to maybe step back and prioritise what is important to you at that particular moment in time or that's going to have an impact in your day. And prioritisation can happen in loads of different ways where you make lists or um, you just step back and um, assess the situation. Now, um, they used to take the mick out of me when I was um, when I was in a different job. And anybody who's listening from that, will uh, laugh if they hear this so using the helicopter approach i can't believe i'm actually using that in my daily life so the helicopter approach is basically um it's a management tactic basically and instead of managing right in the center which is what i used to do uh, you take a step back you fly a helicopter above the situation and you're looking down at it so you can see the whole picture basically yeah and then you can work out there what best to do, what is the, the top priorities. Because when you're in the middle of the midst of everything, you can't see all the stuff that's going off around the edge. Um, it's a very good approach to take, I think. And I use it a lot. And I have done since since I learned that a, a good 10 years ago. Uh, well, more than that now. Um, and it is a very good way of doing it. So you just literally take a couple of steps back, calm yourself down a minute, Look at the big picture. What can you do differently? What's the important ones that need tackling first? You can see things happening maybe better. So you can just step back and assess. And you can put that into your day life. You don't, it's not anything to do with management. You can do that with the kids, for God's sake. You can, you can do that with all sorts of things. But it does stop you from overthinking a little bit. It is a good way of doing it. It's about taking control and prioritizing the, the important things. Yeah. Um, the other thing to consider is, I mean, I meant, touched it a moment ago, is that it is overthinking is a matter of your own perception, your own perspective. And like I said about the self-esteem thing, it's a state of mind, isn't it? Yeah. You're overthinking. It's that voice in your head that's telling you to go off in tangents and overthink about stressful situations or whatever. So you, again, need to to change your perspective whether that's getting rid of the negatives or the negative people or the negative environment that we mentioned in the previous podcast it is changing your own perception what you're fearful for what you're scared for what are you concerned about and then stepping back looking at that and thinking all right okay yeah in the grand scheme of things that's not that important, is it really? It, it's not really something to be concerned about. Um, you know, let's take somebody else's thought that you can't see. 
it's not really important is it that's like that's changing that perspective just because that person over there on that treadmill is looking your way well they're not probably even thinking about me they're probably thinking about themselves bosh you've just changed your own perspective yeah take control of that voice inside of your head and that was very influential to me because i i was very conscious of two voices very conscious of two voices in my head and i don't mean the wife's voice you know my own voices um and when i said that out loud for the first time i felt a bit of a well fruit loop to be fair i've got two voices in my head maybe i've got three i don't know but it was it was um it was a realization that i'd got a good voice and a bad voice and from an overthinking point of view i got the logic in my head telling me that everything was fine and I'm all right. But then I got the other one going, no, it's not. You need to do this and you need to do that. And what about this? And what about that? And when I realized that and I was able to control that voice, that second voice and get rid of it, and eventually got rid of that voice. Oh my God, the clarity in your head is unreal. But you have to realize you've got that other voice. And you literally, I mean, I literally booted that voice out. I, I visualized me kicking that voice, that little, I turned it into a little person. And I kicked him out the door and I kicked him like a football out of the, um, out of the door, off the, like off, off the porch type thing. It was mint. Um, and I don't really have it again. It's not something that's crept back. I literally have got rid of that voice telling me to, overthink things and what about if and what about if now don't get me wrong i'm always open to opinions and i'm always open to criticism and i like other people's opinions but that voice isn't there anymore it's just mine and the clarity in the head is great it's clear it's really really good but i think you've got to be opening your mind a little bit to that you don't necessarily know that you've got that second voice in your head. And I don't want you to think, oh my God, Simon's a nutter. It's hard to explain, but if you're sat there now listening to this thinking, yeah, that's me, then you get it. You might not quite have got the practical side about how to switch them off or how to get rid, but I use a lot of visualization. So I, I try and see something in my head, not necessarily how I see it out my eyes, but I see something and I literally put that voice into a, uh, an entity, into a body, I suppose, a little person. Um, it made it easier for me to then switch it off. I think that makes sense. And like I say, once I remove that second voice, oh my God, the clarity. So I highly recommend if you have got somebody else in your head going, do it, do it. And you need to look at that a lot. Now then, that leads back to communication. So I think no matter what we do in life, whether it's overthinking, whether it's self-esteem or depression, whatever, relationship issues, it comes down to good communication because we don't talk to each other anymore. We, we just assume so even if you're with a partner, you assume that person's going to be doing something or other, or you assume that person is already thinking on your same wavelength. And when it doesn't happen, it doesn't 
come to fruition, then you you lose the plot. You have an argument, but you didn't talk about it. So I think one thing I want to get from this these podcasts is the ability to, for people to start opening up more and talking, whether it's to their friends, to the partners, to the children, uh, to colleagues, to work colleagues, whatever. Just start communicating more. You know, don't be fearful of them assuming something. So if you tell your friend that you've got low self-esteem or you've got depression or you you overthink things all the time, then don't assume that that person is going to think you're a nutter and doesn't want anything to do with you. And at the end of the day, if that turns out to be the case, then they weren't the right person to be around in the first place, were they? Because that makes them shallow. That makes them somebody you didn't really want to be around anyway. That means that that person isn't really there for you anyway. So get rid of the negative. But the lack of communication, I think, is a big issue. Um, No matter what walk of life, what um, part of your day you're trying to deal with, I think communication is a bad thing in this country. Well, maybe in the world, I don't know. But social media hasn't helped, no, at all, at all. Okay. Right, so... There are physical signs for overthinking. So if you've not necessarily realised that you're an overthinker, but you are constantly tense or restless or irritable and you've got muscle tension around the shoulders and the neck and you've got headaches and hot sweats and that sort of thing and you're very anxious, then maybe something like overthinking is something you need to consider. You may have just got so used to doing it that you don't, even know anymore that you are doing it um i don't know i mean there's lots of ways to take control but um i think some of the comments that i've made just now they're the ones you need to be looking at the most now you can go and google this of course you can obviously look at um all the different things online about overthinking and how to tackle it but I believe that with things like self-esteem that we did in the last podcast and overthinking does contribute very heavily to social anxieties, to depression, low mood, that sort of thing. So I think if you can tackle those, um, I think you're onto a winner. Now then, I'm going to leave it there. I'm open for suggestions what you guys want to talk about um please get in touch if you want to ask me questions please let me know what you think about these podcasts please let me know what we can do better and what you'd like to listen to what you'd want now as we go over the next weeks or so um we'll be looking at having a few interviews as well with other people so we'll be building them into it but for the moment it's about mental health I want to talk about um, depression soon as well. So if you want to get involved with that, then please let me know. And certain subjects may be a bit heavier and they may take a little bit longer to record. So these podcasts may get a little bit longer, but I don't want to go too far and too long with them. So feel free to get in touch. All the details will be within the podcast area somewhere in the comments. 
please do look up Jelly Fitness on all social media platforms. And yeah, get in touch. I'd love to know your thoughts. So we're just about to approach 20 minutes, which I think is bang on for that. So if you've got anything you want like to say, then feel free to get in touch. Otherwise, well, hopefully I will see you in episode three. Cheers.